afternoon good evening hopefully everybody having a great weekend and uh we're gonna get things started with the weekly shout out list all right full disclosure end of this episode is pre-recorded because i'm currently traveling so by the time you hear this episode um i'm gonna i mean it's, it's gonna be already pre-recorded so the weekly shout outs it's basically going to be the same people I gave a shout out for last week, <laughs> but let's get it started. Uh, Crystal, Jennifer, Keela, Brittany, Rebecca, Tammy, B, and Marshall. And like I said, as always, people, if more so you want to get a shout out, hey, definitely hit me up and let me know. I definitely I'll try to make sure I give a shout out to the people who I know are I'm interacting with along with people who leave in likes and comments on the regular as well. So let's get into the hot topic. And the hot topic is the blindside movie subject uh Michael here who was the football player that, you know, the movie was kind of around alleges adoption was a Alleges adoption was a lie by the pe by the the family uh, apparently who uh, took him in. So let me kind of give you all just some cliff notes to kind of know what was going on with this situation. So in so it was court papers filed on August in court papers filed on August fourteenth. Michael O'Hare, hopefully I'm saying his name right, saying his name right. Michael O'Hare states that he was not adopted as a teenager by Tennessee by the Tennessee family Sean and Leah Ann Tui, portrayed by Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw in the 2009 hit film Blindside. Instead, he says he was placed in a conservatorship, un, unbeknown, unbeknownst to him. Remember that part, because I'm gonna get into that in a second. He claims that the conservatorship gave away the rights to sign contracts and to make education and medical decisions, potentially costing him millions. O'Hare is demanding a Tennessee judge immediately terminate the conservatorship that has been in place for almost 20 years. Has it been in place for almost 20 years? So I always try to find out the facts and something before I give my opinion. So let's talk the facts. I do know first. These are facts now. This is what I done found out. So he initially might have been placed in a conservatorship unbeknownst to him, you know, as he's making a claim for, as he's making a claim about. But he definitely knew about the conservatorship as recent as 2011. And you probably like, well, how do you know that? Well, because of his own personal memoir, I Beat the Odds. It's, the name of this book is called I Beat the Odds, his own personal memoir. memoir. It was published in 2011. He stated the Tua family entered into a conservatorship, and they included his mom in the process. So I don't know why he's making it like this is something new, because he definitely have known this since then. Uh, and just for you all, just to make sure we're all on the same page, 
a conservatorship because I had to look this up. I didn't. I never even had heard of conservatorship before. Now, it's a legal term used in child custody cases. It means that a judge appoints a person to be legally responsible for a child without adopting the child. Okay, and a memoir, which I said he in his own memoir, he even said that. He stated he's already stating that he's aware of the conservatorship in 2011 in his own memoir, and a memoir is a collection of memories written by the person themselves. You know, this came to, so this came directly from him. It wasn't like an you know a biography where somebody is writing some on your behalf. No, the memoir you you got to find that you're you're involved in this. Okay, so now that we got that out. Once I found out he's been aware of this conservatorship since 2011, my my first thought was, why is he seeking legal action now? <laughs> you know, especially he's been a professional athlete since like 2012, and it's been and it's been and if this been stopping him from signing contracts and making you know education and medical decisions on his own, I would think I would have went ahead and you know went took this to court. So that part. I'm not exactly sure about another fact in this situation that family that took him in were wealthy before the movie even came out and they even sold their family business for like over a hundred million, you know, since then. Cause I think they had like owned just a bunch of fast food restaurant chains. So this family was not rich. They were wealthy before he even got involved. Okay. Now that the facts are out of the way, let me start giving some opinions on, you know, what might be going on here. So I may be wrong, but I think Michael here has complained about the family. I don't think he has complained about the family stopping him from doing whatever he wanted with his NFL money. At least I haven't heard any stories about that. So, like I said, that's interesting, too. And if I haven't heard that claim, I've heard a lot of claims, but I haven't heard Devin as of yet. Not saying it's not out there. And the Tua family claimed to have split their share evenly amongst the family. Uh, and when I say their share, their share for the movie, that is. Evenly amongst the family, including uh, Ahir uh, as well. Cause, and so apparently, let me see. Let me make sure I'm reading this right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, including, including with Ahir. They're saying that they didn't split it evenly with the whole family, including him. And the movie... Uh, and on the movie, that the rights to the movie was sold to 20th Century Fox for less than a million. So I would say this. That does sound realistic that the family didn't make that much money from the movie either. You know, even though it grossed it like with over 300 million. Because usually when you're doing, you know, when someone doing a story in your life or something... I don't, like I said, I could be wrong. I don't know about, I don't care what the movie did at the theater. Usually they done went ahead and already kind of cut you a check before, beforehand. And that check they might cut, you know, it might be a million dollars or something or maybe, but it's never going to be like a crazy amount. Like, I well, I don't think it is like somebody paying $20 million or $50 million to talk about your life story. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think that's how it normally works. And with all that being said, you know, to me, I feel like it's just a sad events, you know, 
our we gonna find we definitely gonna find out the truth you know in the upcoming uh, months but you know it's kind of sad because uh you know that was uh that story uh in them taking him in and everything and then he's being raised and they gave him the the love the love and everything that he needed at that time to excel in life because that's another thing i haven't heard any claims about him saying that they did him wrong while he lived with them either. Not saying it didn't happen, but I haven't heard any claims from him on that matter. But, you know, I feel, you know, hopefully they can get this thing worked out. And right now, though, it, it looks like his issue is more with the money that he didn't get on the movie. But it seems like the family, yeah, they didn't get that either, though. So we'll see. But I just like to give details, you know, on different things and kind of do my own research. But hopefully that thing, you know, like I said, works out for both of them. All right. So let's get into the discussion topic. Friends of the opposite sex while in a relationship. So do you feel men and women can just be friends with the opposite sex while in a relationship? In this week's episode, I'm going to discuss different circumstances that I feel can make this question be true and false. Okay, first, let me make sure we all on the same page. When I refer to men and women just being friends with the opposite sex while in a relationship, I'm not referring to friends with benefits while you're in a relationship. <laughs> these days, I don't think, uh, these days, I don't like to assume and just want to specify that part. Because we know that could definitely happen there. <laughs> okay. I think one of the first things, having self-awareness. If a man or a woman has self-awareness, they can absolutely be just friends with the opposite sex. And I say that self-awareness is important, though, because usually if you have that, you would be less likely to put yourself in tempting situations. For me, I don't need to be by myself with a woman I'm physically attracted to, and I know she is attracted to me as well. I would hope I got restraint to not do anything I don't need to do in that situation, but I can't say. So the best thing I can do, don't even put myself in that situation to test it. <laughs> like, look, we're not, we not going to even test that. Yet, if you don't have that self-awareness, which a lot of people don't, uh, sad but true, you would probably be putting yourself in tempting situations on the regular. You know, as an older guy once told me, you know, if you keep campaigning, sooner or later you're going to get elected, which I take as if you keep trying your luck, whatever you're doing, you know, eventually you're going to get what you want or don't want. So you going over to this woman's house by yourself late at night, end up, you know you're in a relationship already and, you keep going over there by yourself, you know, what What we think going to eventually happen? Come on now. Like I said, don't put yourself in tempting situations. Got to have self-awareness. And got to have healthy boundaries as well. Uh, I know for myself, I don't need to be in a relationship and sending flirty texts like, hey, gorgeous, to another woman. Just like she shouldn't be sending me messages saying, hey, handsome, knowing I'm in a relationship and we just friends. You know, I can recall this girl I once dated. You know, things didn't work out between us, but we were still friends. So, with, I mean, well, we were still friends with the benefits still happening occasionally between us. Um, so in this particular case, though, 
I haven't seen I hadn't seen her in person for like two or three months, even though we we were still you know texting each other daily with small talk. So we ended up meeting up for dinner and doing it. She told me she had been. I mean, she had told me she had just got out of a relationship. And when she told me this, first thing I thought, why you never mentioned it to me? Because anytime we talk, whether she hit me up, you know, first or vice versa, I would always refer to her, you know, with something like, hey, hey, gorgeous, what up? You know, therefore, immediately I felt a little bad because I would have never been giving that type of compliments to a woman I'm aware of is in a relationship because I would want another guy to do that to me. You know, <laughs> also, I know there are some people out there who feel there's nothing wrong with innocent flirting. I love innocent flirting. Yeah. However, the thing about innocent flirting, which I've talked about before, it can easily turn into something else, which usually is the case when opportunity presents itself. Think about it. If you send in flirty texts to someone on a regular you're friends with, they are likely responding back to you with a response that got the conversation going back and forth. This is how these so-called innocent PG texts transform into a rated R and mature text. <laughs> when things get to that point, I, I don't think it's a matter of if. It's more of a matter of when the two of you will hook up. You know, that's just how they, and the devil be busy. So he'll have that thing, your girl just made, your girl or your man just made you mad, and, and then you get that text, that little flirty text from your friend if y'all do those type of things. So that's why I say you got to be aware of those things. Also, okay, as far as a man and a woman just being friends while, I mean, just being friends with each other while one of them in a relationship, it depends on the person, you know, has the discipline, to not say, sin, or do anything related to the friend they wouldn't want their partner to know. You know, I know for me, that's my rule of thumb I try to always follow that helps me to be able to have women friends while in a relationship. Because truthfully, most of my friends are women, uh, uh, believe it or not. And usually a, a lot of them are, you know, women who are more, more so dated uh, before, you know, things didn't work out. But you know, we just still friends now, but that is one of my key things. End up, if it's something that I wouldn't want my wife to see, I shouldn't be sending that to another woman. So that's my rule of thumb. And I think that helps keep me, you know, not in, that helps keep me away from tempting situations. And last, but the most important, it depends on your relationship partner. <laughs> This really is the key thing. If the person you're in a relationship with doesn't feel it's possible for a man, you know, for a man and woman of the opposite sex to be friends, then you having friends of the opposite sex will become a riff in y'all relationship because he or she is going to make you eventually have to choose between them or your friends of the opposite sex. Therefore, your friend and you can have a strictly platonic relationship with each other, but it won't matter. <laughs> That is why I recommend for this to be this type of, that is why I recommend, sorry, for this to be the type of question raised when you first start to date. So each of you is on the same page from day one on this topic. I know for me, I'm not insecure with my woman having some male friends. You know, for one, I married a woman that was showing me wifey material traits since we first started talking. 
and that I just and that I didn't just send a couple of texts to her and she was trying to come over to my place or have me over hers when we first started to talk or that she was in a relationship already with someone else when we first met. <laughs> these things, now these things can make you insecure if you know you easily got the person or the person was already uh, end up with someone else in a relationship when two of you started talking, you know. Because the first thing I'm think, because the first thing I'll think, if she did that with me, why I feel she, you know, <laughs> won't do that with someone else. And second, you know, I feel like I'm a great catch. You know, just, I just, I mean, I feel like I'm a great catch. You know, I certainly feel she is as well. So we both value each other. You know, it ain't she thinking, oh, I'm, she, you know, she doing me a favor and I don't think I'm doing her a favor with both of us together. We both, we complimented one another. So I don't look for her to put herself in bad situations to jeopardize our relationship. And I don't plan to do that either. So let's get into story time with AD. My first time trying to get my driver's license. <laughs> so a little backdrop. Most kids uh, are excited and can't wait to start driving. Like this was not me. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't going out on any dates uh, in high school. Like, I never even went out on a date in high school. I was, I guess you could say, a little socially awkward because I definitely, I wasn't even talking on the phone at that time with any girls. Like, I never talked to, on the phone with any girls in high school. Let, yeah, so I wasn't doing none of that. So, and anywhere, I, whatever I needed, I was able to get whatever I needed, you know, some family member, somebody I'll just send. So that was another reason I wasn't uh, in no particular uh, hurry, I guess, to get my license. But I bring all that up. I did decide to go ahead and get my license before I got ready to go to college. I do recall that. I think maybe my mom was just gave me a little push, and I was like, okay, let me just go ahead and get this. So I remember I went to get my license. Number one, the first thing I did wrong, I went there with the car basically was on E. I actually, I know the car was on E. That I want to say the car either was close to E, but the light came on in the car. The light comes on, I think, well, you got, what, probably 15, 20 miles uh, that you can drive, something like that, before you need to go get gas. Because i never forget when the uh, license instructor got in the car, she noticed my light was on. Because that was one thing I remember she said, like, you might need to get some gas soon. <laughs> so that's a red flag but this is a true story we get in the car we, where we are in the car I back out end up I backed out my hands you know 10-2 okay I'm doing good end up we back as soon as we backed out we backed out and there's a red light okay so in the red light it just so happened it was a car more so you of course you're supposed to give the car uh, more so towards your left uh, I mean, you're supposed to give the, I didn't have the right of way. You're supposed to wait till the light turns green and then the more so you go. But the light turns green. Okay, well, the car that was on the opposite side of me that, of course, I need to make sure that they go ahead and leave first, they didn't move. So since they didn't move initially, I just I pressed the gas. And when I pressed the gas, at that point in time, that's when the other car starts moving. And all of a sudden, my instructor was like, what are you doing? I, I, 
and me being me, I'm a little kid then. I, like I said, I'm socially awkward. I never forget. I'm sitting there like, well, I thought you, you I, I, I thought that. I, so that's basically probably how I was talking then. <laughs> so all I know, the lady told me, make a right. Okay, I made a right. She said, make another right. Okay, I made another right. All of a sudden, I'm thinking to myself, why am I seeing the stuff we just, why am I seeing all the stuff we just came back from? She said, make another right. <laughs> yeah, you all know what this is probably going. Next thing you know, she said, yeah, you can park right there. We parked the car. Literally, I we had been in the car probably less than five minutes. And she basically just had looped me back around and had me park that car. And I guess she said, I done seen enough. I need to know. She didn't say, now she did it so smooth. <laughs> she didn't say nothing to me uh, else to me besides, yeah, you can park right here. All of a sudden we went inside. Uh, we went inside the building. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'm, my me being so green, I'm thinking, okay, maybe I did uh, get this license. All of a sudden we go inside. I don't think I even seen her after that. If somebody else came to me and said, oh, yeah, you didn't pass your driver license. <laughs> but, yeah, my first time trying to take my driver license, it literally ended probably just as quick as it started because I definitely wasn't in that car no time at all. I probably was in that car, like I said, if I was in there five minutes, I might have been in there that time. But, you know, good. long story short, you know, I did get it next time, you know, it was a learning experience and, you know, it's kind of one of those different things where I did learn. I try to find a valuable lesson in everything. One valuable lesson. Yeah. You don't want to show up with the car on E because since I showed up with the car on E and then I made the mistake, uh, more so when I was first in the car, you know, all of those things just added up. She probably already had preconceived notions about me like this guy is not ready or this guy not taking it serious so you know like I said it definitely helped me to know okay make sure I kind of prep a little bit better in everything I do in life <laughs> all right we're gonna get into the quote of the week quote of the week if you fail to plan you planning to fail in just about anything I do, I always like to think about the worst case scenario that can possibly happen from it. So I can be prepared if needed, just in case it happens. You know, important things in life, you don't want to wing it. You, can, you Matter of fact, you can't. The average person can't even wing it, even if they wanted to wing it and expect to be successful. Therefore, you won't get the results always you want, even when you do plan. But you definitely decrease the chance of getting it when you don't plan. <laughs> Think about going on a trip somewhere. If you don't plan in advance where you're going to stay while there, you take the chance of getting a place in not the best area, having to drive, you know, way out of the way, you know, to get a, a decent place, you know, depending on what event might be going on in the city you're in, you know. Next, activities. If you're just going to think of, I mean, if you're just going to think about that when you get there, like, okay, what I'm going to do while I'm here, you know, the activity, you might be too late and what you want to do might be sold out and not available since, you know, you waited until the last minute uh, to book it or might not even be aware that it was, uh, that it was available to do. Cause I've seen people do that before. You know, you find out 
at the last minute that it was something else that you might have done that you just was unaware of. You know, this is why all why it's always just best to plan. And closing remarks that we're going to do. <clears throat> so as I mentioned last week, um, this podcast here actually was recorded uh, already because since I'm I should be traveling at the moment that you all hear this. But hopefully everyone is having a great week once again. And as a reminder, to possibly win the $25, you know, prize for this month, be sure to do the things listed below. Like and comment on my posts and reels on IG. Tag and mention posts of mine on your IG page if you're on IG. And if you're on Twitter, be sure to like and retweet posts of mine on Twitter or X as it's uh, now called. And I did some thinking uh, since the last episode, and yeah, I'm going to uh, up the ante, uh, so to speak, and I'm going to make my monthly cash prize $50 for the, for whoever wins it. How about that one? <laughs> As always, thanks to, you know, the people who've been leaving me donations, you know, to my Linktree page, you know, that's very much appreciated. You know, my subscriber list on my Linktree page, I finally got that fixed. So, like I said last week, if you haven't went out and subscribed within the last two weeks, definitely go back out there and do that, uh, you know, right now when you get a chance. So, thanks to my current and new listeners, as always, you could be anywhere in the world doing anything else, but you chose to be listening to me. All right, everybody, I'm out. Have a great, great, great weekend.